Alrighty. I wanted to ask you about your week, man, because uh, I feel like we were like ships passing in the night with SPL stuff right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm at the gym at a different time. So yeah, how's your week? Just started. <laughs> it is Monday. It's but, Monday. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's been kind of a blurb. I've just been like, just working away at SPL the last week. Um, I haven't really been doing anything else other than that and then coaching. I was just down in, um, in uh, Washington this past weekend. So I was in Bellingham on Saturday and the Seattle area on Sunday for a barbecue, or sorry, Saturday was there for a barbecue. And then anyway, hmm. personal family stuff going on. But uh, yeah, outside of that, just, uh, just hanging out. <laughs> I haven't done any parkour in the last two weeks. Last time we did parkour was when we went and shot that, yeah, that clip. That's a good clip. To be featured in a video, no time in, <laughs> in the near future. In the very late future, we'll, it'll be in a video. I got to get that clip from you, by the way. Yes, uh, I actually have like a folder um, that I have to upload. Nice. I got a lot of people's clips right now. I got to get to them. Nice. I, yeah, I, I'm like struggling because I, I want to make the time to like, film the projects that I want to film. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I just don't have any time right now. Mm. I feel like it needs to be like weekends, but I have, don't have a free weekend at all in the near future. Maybe in a couple weeks, I'll have like one. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it, I feel similarly like the summers always, I always kind of go into the year, like plan my training and everything for to peak in summer. Yeah. I'm going to do more parkour in the summer. And I think it's a lot of it is because of SPL. A lot of it is because of the, yeah. the events that we put on. Uh, like we're about to go away for a week to go to Denver. Hopefully see some of you there. And it's that that's a whole week, right? So that's, that's wait, a whole wait, week. Why are we going to why are we going to Denver? SF for SPL, didn't they? Just, the, it, you, well, you know, like, come on, sell it a little <laughs> bit, damn it. USBK Nationals <laughs> at Apex Denver, the final qualifying stop for SPL2. There we go. That's what we wanted to hear. We wanted to hear the full pitch. There's an on-site qualifier if you want to compete. Yeah. I, I actually have some weird timed shoots uh, that I've scheduled with Mateo, and I'm, I'm starting to get worried about them. Okay. Because it, it's it's just for like big challenges I haven't done yet. Yeah. And are they are they scheduled for? Like, one of them is the day we is the day after we get back. Nice. So we get back on Monday and and it's it's Tuesday, uh, and so I got one session in the gym tomorrow that I'm going to try to use to prep. I'll basically know off of that session if I'm ready to do what I want to do outside. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I keep running through. I don't know how some people do this. Like if you have. If you're ever trying to like plan a shoot, because um, I know there's there's projects I've seen out there and, and things like that where people are going out specifically to shoot. Like I think Capstone is a lot that way. And I wonder how much of it is, and they talk about game day, but I wonder how much of it is going and 
just being on for like prepping and then being on for that day, like visualizing, mentally prepping, because I, a lot of the challenges seem like they're planned out before, or if they send them on a previous day and then go back. Because I always have more success if I find by some means to send something and like, you know, get a, because uh, usually if I've done something, not even usually, like all the time, if I've done something, I can get myself to do it again. Mm. I think it's definitely more the former, mm. which is that they're going and sending it with the cameras rolling. And that's probably the first time they're breaking, breaking right. it. Um, and I think, I think largely because also the way that Capstone, and maybe, maybe it was different for Capstone Australia, but I, I doubt it. I think a lot of the time it's, it's kind of, we have this constrained period of time where we're filming. You know, we can't just have like a project that's kind of sitting on the back burner until we're, we're ready to go. And then it's like, oh, okay, like I'm ready to do this, like, uh, like Ascension 2, for instance, mm -hmm. like where I was planning to do this for a long time. They, like uh, Capstone Swarm was all in um, at, at that one, not at the one spot, just a lot of it was at that one spot in uh, the Czech Republic. Latsava, Latsavka. Let you try to pronounce. That I can't. One. I can't pronounce it. But so it's at that. It's a a lot of it's at that spot, and so I think, you know, and and they're all traveling there. Just, like no, almost no, none of them were from the area, so they're just traveling there, and it's like, okay, well, like let's scout, figure out what we want to do, and then we'll have a game day film day or two or three or two or two weeks worth or whatever how long it, however long it took and make it happen and i was i wonder if like if you had that kind of constraint if this project would have been done like a long time ago yeah oh definitely you know if it was mm -hmm. just if it wasn't if it wasn't a, a project that was being filmed in your city mm -hmm. And we were traveling, and it was it was like okay, like we're shooting this project. Mm -hmm. We scouted these different challenges or lines, and well, now you have to do. Them. I think you can relate uh, if we quickly just mention uh, Ascension Two specifically and uh, dive holes, mm -hmm. because there were challenges in both of those that I know you weren't done the project until those were done. Yeah, and so those those got drawn out too. Not as long as. <laughs> <laughs> me, no, but. no, 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 but yeah, I, yeah, yeah, similar, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I actually feel like at least for Ascension 2, I probably never would have, if, if we were just traveling, I never would have done that final ascent. If, oh, like if it was something that you stumbled upon. If it upon. wasn't in our city, mm -hmm. if it was somewhere else and it was like, okay, we're filming this project, let's see if we can, I'd be like, wow, this would be really cool to do, but there's no way I'm going to do this right now. I, I'm. Like, I need way more mental and mm -hmm. technical and physical prep yeah. before I do this. Yeah, the, the, the criteria that I had for most of the lines that are in my project was the line needed to have a crux that would take more than one session for me to break. <laughs> Which, for looking every, back for on For every one, right? Not every single one. Okay. There are some of them that I just knew would look cool or fit the theme. Yeah. But for the majority of them, they were ones that I, I knew yeah, it would take more than more than one session. 
assuming a session is like up to three hours. Right. Like that I would get part way, but not be able to put the whole lines together, have to come back again, work on it. Um, and that's, <laughs> that's been the downfall of the project. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do want to talk about another project though, that is not ours. Let's get into uh, we it. We can jump into, uh, we've talked about it actually a couple times on the, the podcast the last two. Uh, we've talked about the, the Commons Boston, and they just put out their first, is, is this their first paid? This is their one? first one, and, and, and the official launch of their website. Right. The previous launch was just like a soft launch, um, but yeah, this is their first officially official launch with a paid um, feature mm -hmm. uh, project yeah. from and North. Yeah, the, the North Boys. North Boys with Lullaby. You just said North Boys. North, North Boys. Are you from Nova Scotia? Uh, could be. The Boys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. No, North uh, Lullaby is mm -hmm. the name of the, uh, the project. Project, film, art piece. I think all those are appropriate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think it was what? It was like a 16-minute film or something like that? Uh, 18. 18? Um, yes. If I'm remembering correctly. Nice. All right. I thought it was 16 was Because that, that, that was one of the first things I looked, you know. Because I have to say, it's, it's, if, it's, if something's like longer than four minutes, it's like, oh, okay, I got to make sure I'm... It's an investment. Time well, investment. Yeah, I have to be... You know, settled. I can't be just like, oh yeah, I got, I got three minutes right now. Cool. I'll just like turn this on. You know, pop up the laptop or the phone or whatever. This is like, uh, uh, I need couch. I need. TV. I put it on my TV. Yeah. I sat mm -hmm. down and watched it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I know based on some text exchanges that we had last night that we actually have very different um, experiences with watching it. So mm. I guess we can get into that. Yeah. Um, can you start? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, okay. So the the project as a whole, I really enjoyed. I thought it was very a very good piece to watch. Um, I said I was going to watch it again, and I didn't. I didn't have I didn't have time to um, to watch it. I had to drive back last night, so. Um, so I still need to go through and watch it a second time, but there's a lot of things that I really liked about the project. And then a few things I didn't quite like about, about the project or I felt were like a little bit lacking, but for the most part, it was a very enjoyable watch. And at no point did I feel like this is going too long or I'm getting bored. I want to look at my phone or whatever. I was actually engaged the entire project. Does that mean that every single thing that happened in the project was like amazing, incredible? Uh, I thought there was like some like lines in there that didn't really belong and just kind of didn't fit in the theme of it or 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 just in general, just kind of were almost like throwaway clips that just ended up in this big, like important seeming project, which that's my that's my first criticism of it is that you know, when I think about like a project that is really 
you know, that, that any project that's really impactful, I can go and I can find pretty much any clip in that project and be like, wow, this is, each one is like impactful in some unique way. But I can't say that's true for this one, whereas there's a few lines or, or clips in there that I'm just kind of like, nah, you know, I, I don't even know. Can I ask you about standout clips for you? Okay, so this is kind of leading into like one of my favorite things about the project, which is that the, the cool thing about the project itself was that the places that they were doing parkour was so interesting and unique. So I'm, I could, I, I, I'm not going to go through and tell you the things that they did, but where they did them that made them really cool. Like uh, Noah on the satellite dish or uh, Ethan on like between the two USPS uh, trucks or when they found the cherry picker thing and they like open the door and they go in, they're like started up. They're like, oh my God, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> they left this open and there's I can start it too so and they're lifting it up so that was one of the coolest things about the project is that they the uniqueness of all the spots that they they were able to find and choose to do parkour and feature um and so um and then in general the the actual movement that was being done one of my one of the coolest things about it is that it's actually very heavily influenced by traditional parkour. Whereas I think, and because these are younger guys, I think a lot of the younger parkour um, guys in America are very like beans off axis, weird, like switch walking style. Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, has some really elements that are really cool in it, but it's really nice to see the younger athletes adopt a more traditional perspective on parkour with some, with a twist on it, if, if that makes sense. Uh, so movement-wise, that's what I really loved about it. Uh, I, I want to bring up a couple other things about the actual way the project was put together. One of them is... Well, I'll start with a criticism, is the intro made no sense to me at all. It had, like, this haunted feeling to it. Mm. It was like, is this the start of a scary movie? Like, what are we, what are we watching? And then once it got into it, it was like, oh, okay, this is, this is better. Mm. But it felt really, really weird in that, like, first, first like, few um, seconds and, and the, the first few shots. Um, and it kind of picked up uh, into it. The other thing I want to mention is the songs that were chosen, mm. which weirdly had, so part of it's a criticism and part of it's like, okay, I'll start with, I'll start with not the criticism part. I love that it was a departure from the typical parkour video mm. of like, I don't know, British hip hop, hip hop. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but the capstone <laughs> capstone uses like used a lot of 
Yes. None. I know, I know, I know. And mm. and this is what, and I agree, and that's, mm. I think, potentially what made Capstone a little bit better as well. But mm. um, the, the problem I had with it, with the music, was it sometimes didn't really match what was happening. It was, it kind of lacked the, like, I don't know, like, for lack of a better word, the hype. There mm -hmm. was, like, there was not much... Um, uh, it was a lot, like, it was, like, really slow music, but some, like, really, like, fast, interesting movement that was happening. So I don't know how you balance that because it definitely was, the music was giving a really interesting vibe, and actually the whole video created this vibe of, like, Americana feeling. Mm. And I don't know, I don't know if you got this, but it, it as, like, an American who's, like, moved away from America there's something that's really interesting and appealing about America now for me that wasn't there for me when I was living in it, mm -hmm. where I was like, I kind of didn't like it. And I, you know, I hated like American culture and like football culture and just like people are fat and <laughs> eat processed food or whatever. And I was like, I want to get out of here. And then when I left, I, and anytime I come back into the U S it feels like, wow, what a unique cultured place that has this, and so this whole video felt very Americana. And um, I can't really put my finger, I mean, some of it was the music choices, but some of it was also just like the spots that they chose and just the way, the look of it and the feeling of the video that it gave me. Um, and then, uh, I, I don't know, I have more to say, but maybe we can, maybe we can move on to, to your thoughts on the video. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, what, it, well, what I talked about with you before recording this is I'd like to actually bring out the description yeah. for the... I don't know if you want to try to pull that up right now yeah, while I ramble on here. Um, okay, so... The start to this film yeah. was really weak for me. Okay. I got in about three minutes and I was saying, oh no, basically. Like, this is another paid project that I'm not enjoying. Not to say like that it's bad, right? Uh, I think you can, I think you could put out maybe like the most talented athlete or the most, you know, uh, put a lot into, a lot of work into a film and do a lot of things that are clearly skillful, but still not hit the way that you want it to. And it, and it just wasn't. I, I felt like a lot of the movement they started with was some of the weakest of the whole project. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm like three or four minutes in, and I'm like, oh man, I don't want to talk about this on Monday because you know, I knew we wanted to record a podcast soon with you, and and you had already said that you had purchased it and watched it, and and then it got better. Uh, it actually, funny enough, got better at the the Taylor Swift point. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was me. gonna bring that up, um, and it's funny because like it's when it first when that song first started playing because like like this. Taylor Swift dubstep remix, Trouble. Or is it a remix or is that the original? I think it's a remix. Okay. So it's Taylor Swift Trouble. Anyways, uh, when that starts playing, I'm like, oh, this is this is funny, but I'm but it wasn't changing it for me. I'm like, it was more like reinforcing the problems I was having, where it's like this just feels like it should be on YouTube. It just feels like this should be for free on YouTube. I don't see why I'm paying for this at all. This is like some B-roll and some some good movement, but nothing nothing that's moving me, nothing that's inspiring me, nothing that's taking anything to a next level for me that I feel like, yeah, I should be dropping 
uh, 11 USD or 15 Canadian for. And then that, that track comes on and I'm like, okay, this is, you know, I'm getting a bit of a chuckle out of it, but then actually the movement picked up and the edit picked up um, from that point forward. Uh, and so it did get better and, and, I, and I ended up, because again, at that three, four minute mark before that, that turn on, I, I, was, I was completely out of it. I was not immersed in the film like whatsoever. I was, I was basically feeling like I'm watching this because it's my job to watch it, which sounds really harsh, but that's, that's just how I feel. is <laughs> like you, uh, I mean, I'm not getting paid to watch it, but <laughs> I'm paying for it. So it's like, I'm going to finish this thing. And then... And then I was engaged for the rest of it, right? Um, the rest of it was, um, was, was much more engaging. Um, but I still, at the end of it, don't feel like this was a, a piece that I um, felt justified paying for because it doesn't trump or even get on the level of some other pieces that I haven't paid for. And I think this is something with the commons that they're they're trying to make a claim about. Um, I'm happy to support Noah and Ethan and your own and and the North Boys and everybody else included in the project because I think they're skilled, they're talented, and they're they're definitely onto something. And they I want them to keep pushing it. Um, I want to talk about breach a little bit too um, in a moment here, but. We had, I had said the same things about uh, the breach project when which I think is enter the breach that was called when it dropped where it's like there's some really good things in here it didn't hit for me but there's some really good things in here and I hope they 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 learn from the experience and make another one um, but yeah I just I, it it doesn't leave me feeling like I want to pay for the next project to come out of the commons is how I feel about it and I probably will because. Out of, out of just like sheer like support of uh, parkour athletes that, and, and filmmakers that don't get anything for what they're doing. But if the goal of the website and the project is to put people on the map, it's not doing that because they're getting less eyeballs because people have to pay. You're putting it behind a paywall. Um, so that's kind of something I, need to, I think I need to think about. Uh, and then... The other part of it is like, yeah, I, I couldn't recommend this to someone to buy, really. I couldn't. Um, like, like Doey really, Josh, Doey like really hyped it up. And I think that's actually a thing, something Josh needs to work on is every week Josh is excited about something and it's like the best thing ever. And I think that's just Josh. But yeah, like he's, he's like, you see it yet? And I'm like, no. And he's like, dude, like just, you know. He's just absolutely floored, like like this was you know the, the greatest thing ever, and it just it 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 wasn't. I I really. <laughs> I think Josh ruined it for you. <laughs> I, I think because... some of the things. So when I read the description after, and yeah. some of your thoughts on it, like particularly with the spots, and that sort of thing, like yeah, that is something that I noticed, and that is something that um, I think is really cool about what they're trying to do. Um. Before so before we get into the description, mm -hmm. uh, there's a couple of things I want to bring up about it. The first thing I'll just mention because you already brought it up, which was the Taylor Swift song mm -hmm. in the middle, which is a we really weird song. We'll just say that, but um, like and completely doesn't fit the vibe of like the 
the rest of the video. I think, well, it, it so, doesn't, but... No, 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 the rest of the song choices. Mm -hmm. But, and I know it was probably done, like, added in, like, tongue-in-cheek, and kind mm -hmm. of, it's a joke, but... But it picked up in a way that helped pull the video together, and, like, it added to what I was talking was missing before, which was the hype. If mm. I felt like more, it started like pulling me in more because it was a little bit higher, like faster pace and it was matching movement a little bit, mm -hmm. a little bit more. And so, um, while like it, it was probably a joke, it, I think it had, it was a very smart use of the, the song because, or it just brought me more into it and brought the viewer more engaged into it. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing that I want to mention was about the way the project was filmed. Mm -hmm. And I think there's uh, an overuse, and I'm not talking about the, this, this video, but in general, there's an overuse among younger parkour athletes and teams to use like old film mediums, like v the VHS look. Mm -hmm. And be like, oh, wow, like, remember the 90s? We weren't born yet, but this was really cool, right? Um, whereas, like, you know, us old farts are, we're like, oh, yeah, like, my iPhone has 4K now? Sick, I'm going to use that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, or, like, you know, we're, you know, we're aiming for higher quality uh, video, video quality. Um, but I thought that they used, I don't know, I don't know what to call it, but they used like the, like the film burn kind of look mm. to the video, mm -hmm. but they didn't overuse it. And it felt like they used it in a really pleasant way mm -hmm. because they still had the better quality look throughout the video, but they would use it for these artful shots. And one mm -hmm. of my favorite things that they did was they would show uh, a, uh, a piece of a movement that was just a piece from a really unique angle first. So it would be like, like I don't know, you see a body diving over something mm -hmm. and then into nothing, into abyss. Mm -hmm. And you're like, whoa, what happens there? And then they had a different shot that was the reveal. And mm -hmm. it was a really good way of showing, of like kind of surprising the viewer and and getting me more invested into what actually happened there. I need to, I need to see this. And then they reveal it and it was like, whoa, cool. You know, it had that effect and they did that multiple times. And I thought that was, that was probably one of my favorite things about the, the video was, um, you know, a lot of, I mean, a lot of like my projects are just like, show the whole thing, mm -hmm. show it again, <laughs> move on to the next one, show the whole thing, show it again. Mm -hmm. And it made me really think about, wow, like, yeah, like you almost want to like hide, like hide your hand a little bit mm -hmm. and then reveal it to build, um, yeah. to build there's a suspense. There's a point I want to make about that. If, if I can, not, not specific to this project, but sure. more actually as a, a thing in, in uh, parkour videos, filmmaking, um, overuse of wide. Yeah, we have an overuse of, and, and I would actually say that this um, applies to Lullaby as well. Um, still overuse of wide. Like, yes, they're doing what you're doing, but it, if, uh, if it's someone who's, like, trying to be, um, 
because I hear this a lot in parkour where it's like so and so such a good uh, cinematographer, such a good such a good filmer, right? And it's like, where is the shot variety? Where 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 are the close-ups? Where because um, that's that's cinematography. If all you do is wides, it's not, you know. Um, and I think um, like guys like uh, there's, a, there's a project we're going to talk about um, later that really hits that. Um, Wenson Yang um, really understands uh, shot variety um, in part of like storytelling because mm -hmm. it's like you'll get some of that in the B-roll, but it's like no, no, I want it. Like I would like to see. Um, uh, and it, it's a lot of times it requires like an additional, um, an additional person uh, filming camera, and that's the hard part. But for stuff like, um, particularly for capstone, um, and I think this is something like we were we were talking about like uh, uh, cave, uh, caveman five, no, is it five, is it four? The most recent one. The most recent one. What number? I think it's five. <laughs> five uh, is like it's just too it's just too much wide. Um, and for for capstone, where like they got drones, they got Nice, can't they got all the nice equipment? It seems right, and I'd like to see um, them them get in there a bit. I'd like to see a little, uh, just have another camera rolling, and it's their job just to get the expressions of the athlete yeah. um, before they're doing things, because that because that gives you that extra build yeah, up I mean, that you're talking overall, about. Overall, I agree with that perspective, but it is I, I also recognize it is more challenging to capture those moments, mm -hmm. um, but I but I do feel like there was still a lot of shot variety with this project with just just using just like taking a different perspective than you would typically do mm. for a parkour line and that to me feels like it already is taking more effort than filming a capstone while mm. capstone is like all elite movement mm -hmm. it it's not i mean and you know maybe they'll have a drone up in the air or something like that mm -hmm. and that's a different perspective but there's, um, but outside of that, there's not a lot of shop variety. Mm -hmm. I feel like Lullaby used more more shop variety and oh, kind of told sto told the story better. And like, there, you know, even though it wasn't a narrative, it was it had it had like, it was telling a story, it was trying to tell yeah. a story. Um, I, I also feel like the the commons, like what they're what I was trying to say earlier about putting the U.S. on the map seems like everybody wants to hit the vibe of the old Ampisound, uh, like Day of London Fun Joy. Is that what it's called? Or, or like Eve, Eve, yeah. Eve, Eve, yeah, like Take My Strong Hand. Mm -hmm. Everyone seems to want to hit that vibe. And the problem is that part heartbeat. of that vibe... What is that? Heartbeat. <laughs> um, my heartbeat's so good. <laughs> yep. Yeah, everyone wants to hit that vibe, but it's like, it's because like a lot of that vibe was the athlete's in that era we're always doing like new everything like new. everything felt way newer um and some stuff in this feels new um but it also makes me wonder like if you put it up on youtube you might get on the map whereas if it's behind a paywall how are how are we putting north on the map yeah i know i i agree i agree with this and this kind of brings into the conversation of like what should be um, what should be behind a paywall and what shouldn't be. And in this case, um, yeah, like you're actually, by putting Lullaby behind the paywall, you're actually hiding it a little bit 
from the potential of being seen. But let's be real, if Lullaby was on YouTube, it wouldn't get the numbers of views that any of the amp old Ampasound videos would get. Yeah, it, it wouldn't. Uh, but I, I do. Or even, even Capstone. Okay, mind the gap. Yeah. That got banger views. It did, yeah. That um, went like parkour viral, you know? Yeah. It got shared around. Like, I think if, if Lullaby was up, and if it really is as good as. I don't know, maybe you think it is, or, or they think it is, then I think you would get a Dom share, you would get an Ed Scott or Berkey, like, you know, people would be putting it up on their, linking it, posting it, resharing it on YouTube. Like, Jules got the same kind of effect. Jules' video did, did very well. I think Because, like, what's, you know, what would be acceptable for, um, like, Noah and Ethan, you know, in terms of view count? Um, like, sub 1,000 probably wouldn't feel great, but I think if they got, like, 5K, Plus views like like Jewel did, I think they'd be stoked, and that's like putting that's to me that's being put on the map. Yeah, um, it's interesting because while I agree with that perspective, and this is why I think the Commons also needs to release free free content, and they also need to be very active on Instagram and YouTube, which maybe we can get into the into the description in a second, but. Um, because they need to draw a bigger audience, right? They can't just rely on their friends and their homies to to be purchasing and, and watching the videos, right? It's like you can't just rely on the the people who are going to, the 100 to 200, 300 people who might come to a jam to purchase. Mm -hmm. um, you have to, you know, you have to tap into the larger parkour audience and uh, and figure out how to market to it. And part of that is free content like YouTube and Instagram, mm -hmm. which it seems like in general, they are trying to rebel against, mm -hmm. which I kind of, I understand the sentiment because mm -hmm. um, in particular against Instagram, but uh, less so against YouTube because YouTube really built our sport is kind of what inspired generations to like create content to begin with and to do parkour to begin with. Um, it's how I found it. It's how many others have found it. Um, but I'm sure people are also finding it through Instagram. Mm -hmm. YouTube is also a way better platform than Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like we, we talk about this where it's like YouTube is a search engine. Uh, Instagram is not like good luck finding good luck typing in a keyword on Instagram and trying like type in North or whatever. Um, but YouTube is actually quite effective for that. And so I think one of the fears is that, oh, you put something on Instagram and it, and it fades away. On YouTube, that's true in terms of like the initial push, but also like a lot of videos on YouTube have resurgences um, and they're easy to find because they're easy to search. Yes, that's true. Uh, do you want to go through the, the description? Yeah. Okay, so should I just read the whole thing? I don't want to read the whole thing. <laughs> um, pick some pick some points in there that are. I I I brought this up just because like it's the description. It's it's actually really helpful. Um, again, reading the description after watching made me have a bit. I would I would recommend um, if you are thinking of purchasing to read the description actually before watching because um, I, I think it'll give you a bit. Okay, this is what I'm getting into. This is what I'm I'm about to look for. Um, which shouldn't be the case, really, because 
because you kind of want art or video to speak for itself. You know, you shouldn't have, like, I shouldn't have to have a, an essay next to a video to, like, pump up the video. But in, but in this case, I, I do think it actually helps to read. So uh, I'm just going to read the first paragraph. Yeah. So North falls into the category of, quote, your favorite freerunners, favorite freerunners, unquote. Though they haven't found social media notoriety, they are deeply respected in the core community for their creativity, filmmaking, and attention to detail. The movement across the team is diverse, but centers on memorable spot choice and inventive spot use. Thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, and I think if you like just that, if you just have that going into it, uh, it, it, it that's that's what you start looking for because those are the things like you were talking about. And those are some of the things that I, I wasn't really focused on when I was watching it. And then I read it after and then I had to like recollect uh, because, yeah, you were talking about like, so you said Noah with the satellite. I don't know what you're talking about. Satellite dish? No. Oh, really? No. That was one of the most standout like things that they no. did park. But that's the thing is like attention, attention span, right? Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gone. Like there's some, there are, however, like there's the shaky rail thing that like Ethan does a, does a roll on? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then like I, I remember the, the post office uh, uh, trucks. Yeah, like there's there's definitely um, also like the 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 wood fence like underbar <laughs> is like pretty pretty gnarly. Like yeah, like there's things where it's like oh you're about to try this move on on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I feel like the first kind of that quote is kind of a weird quote. Because I don't really associate that with North, and that's not a dig on them, but it's just like your favorite freerunners, favorite freerunners, and it's like I don't really think that's true. This is also a co-authored description, so yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, they're very good, but mm -hmm. it's I don't know. Yeah, um, and another cool thing about this that I just want to mention, and I think this is part of like maybe the the Josh hype. Um, and I think actually gave me more enjoyment, and I, I would probably say for you too. When you have met and know people, it's more enjoyable to watch their work. Oh, and yeah. And particularly definitely. for like someone like Noah, who I've met, he posts very little. You, so he, it's almost yeah. like yeah, this is actually something I want to talk about because he never like he's he's always the filmer, mm -hmm. right? And it's like oh yeah, he's like the filmer. But anytime he does parkour, it's like damn, yeah. he's really good, and he's got a really unique eye. Mm -hmm. And I loved, I love seeing him move. And I thought yeah. he was his his he lines was are a, all fantastic. I thought in in this video he was like um, the dark horse, where it was just like, yeah, damn, like he's he's doing like I thought it. I mean, I think Ethan is kind of like the highest level of talent among mm -hmm. North, and it's why I think he was brought on to Modus when Modus was still around, and he's probably the most well known mm -hmm. because of that. Um, but. But man, like Noah, Noah really uh, shined in this video, and that's at least that's what I got out of it. Um, next, next, next one here. North also garners attention for their online critiques. To put it diplomatically, mm -hmm. they are savior clips, warriors, educated critics, and occasional hooligans. For better or worse, we think, for better, they are standing up against toxic positivity. Instagram e-waste and brazen incompetence. Mm -hmm. So that, that toxic positivity note like gave me more, I guess, confidence to come into this podcast and, and be <laughs> and, and be real and be real because uh, I mean, but that's what we, we we're never 
we're never on here talking and, and, you know, being toxically positive, uh, which, which I also, I, I agree with. Like, I think in it's, um, it's a problem with Instagram. Like there's some, I'll talk about this recently where like, I get triggered so easily on Instagram where it's like, oh, this post really cringe, but person's playing the game. I'm still going to follow them. Still going to put some fire emojis in the comments. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a lot, a lot of times people will write a caption or something that I'm like, I don't agree with that. But double tap anyway. This isn't a good place for me to disagree. So I'm not going to. Um, I'm just going to be triggered by it and, and affected. But or eventually for me, the move is just to unfollow. Right. Um, there's I, I, I encourage people and I, I frequently do hit the unfollow. Uh, it's not a button. It's a to pull down, I believe, <laughs> or unless you're on the profile, but usually, usually it's like, I see a video where I'm like, this is the last straw, put the three little dots, pull down, unfollow. I think that's how it works. I very rarely unfollow. I actually like, I like. It's liberating. You should do it. I know. Definitely not. <laughs> I, I, because, because I feel, and I do this with, um, I know you don't really use Twitter, but mm. when I'm on Twitter, I like when I'm following people that I don't agree with mm. because it provides an alternative perspective that sure. I, because otherwise Twitter's yeah. just going to feed me all stuff I agree with. And I'm going to yeah. just like, it's going to be a circle of just like, yeah, I yeah. hate that, you know? <laughs> so. so this is a different topic entirely. Like yeah. a lot of it for me is like someone who's, um, and I think like they're not mentioning any names here and that's, that's great. Um, and I'm not going to either, but, you know, there's some people that are like really trying to play the game. And it's like, I got to put out daily content. I got to do yeah. this. I got to do that. I got to try to create something new and original. Um, and they really miss the mark and they risk the mark for me. Or sometimes it's people that kind of like, I started falling for parkour and they quit doing parkour. Mm, that yeah. actually happens a lot. Um, yeah, it's not because people don't post their opinions about stuff on Instagram really that much. And like, not to the point where like that that'll that'll trigger me a bit because again it's not a good place to disagree and I'll, sometimes if i moved and i know the person i'll dm them and be like hey i don't agree with that let's you know yeah like we should talk about this uh but it's it's more just like i'll i'll hit unfollow just because they're they're straight up annoying and i'm like why am i still subjecting myself to this annoyance on yeah a regular basis um i like seeing annoying <laughs> <laughs> Uh, their biggest strength is their willingness mm -hmm. to take inspiration from other action sports. Mm -hmm. And then there's a quote by Noah here. Uh, and I'll just read it. Honestly, the reason we talk so much shit is because we are so inspired by other action sports. Our noses are really heavy into their media and comparing that alongside parkour media, while sometimes the differences are really good, points out how much more we need to grow. Things shouldn't be pushed away because another sport did it already. Parkour doesn't have to reinvent the wheel for filming and editing. To break out of the box, you need to start in the box. And a lot of parkour people are aimlessly throwing darts at the wall and hoping they land on the bullseye. Um, Pretty strong words there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the first, can you, what was the, sorry, I want, there's like two points he makes there. But one, what was the first part again? Uh, they say they're inspired by other action sports. Um, sometimes the differences are good between parkour and other action sports, but um, often it points out how much more we need to grow. Mm. Um, there's an interesting thing happening with parkour, particularly with like the 
we'll be real here, the hip generation, <laughs> not the old guys, uh, where it's like, yeah, y'all want to look like skaters. That's how it, that's how it looks to me is like, y'all want to look like skaters. Y'all want to wear dickies and belts and, je and, yeah, and jeans and, and beanies. Um, I and, can't imagine doing parkour in jeans. Like, I mean, I started doing parkour in jeans. I mean, I can't imagine doing parkour in giant sweatpants anymore either, but that's true. I, I was there. So <laughs> this is actually, oh man, this is a whole other topic, but mm -hmm. whole, like fashion and parkour mm -hmm. is like, it, yeah, I mean, there's every, like a lot of the younger generation wants to look like skaters. And I think, I mean, I think there is, a, I mean, we, we've talked a lot about other action sports and bringing that, bringing into other action sports into perspective for competition design and formatting, mm -hmm. but but I, I'm not rushing out to dress like a snowboarder, a skater, or a skier, or something like that. Yeah. And, there, there was... and, and this is because I'm not hip, and I've never really cared about fashion. And, you know, I'm, feel free to hate me for that. Yeah. I think there's, like, two... Because, like, there are still... So I like the... Um, I like when parkour athletes, artists, parkourists started dressing like athletes, but not, but not like the giant sweatpant, you know, like, oh, I'm going to get like some, you know, joggers that are like a little bit more streamlined and stuff. Um, and I think that's probably how I'm going to continue to, to dress is more like whatever. Um... Well, there is, there is a, <laughs> there's a kind of a, a split amongst mm -hmm. parkour athletes because yeah. there's, and this isn't, this is an interesting topic in general, but there's, Definitely a di divide between sport parkour mm -hmm. and cultural parkour or street parkour. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it can be seen in the fashion choices of mm -hmm. like a Tim Champion is going to dress very different than uh, an Ethan Rude. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, you said, uh, it's almost like you say sport parkour, but it's also like, like performance based training. Or it's like he's doing things to continue to actively increase his, his power output um, and pursue like mentally harder challenges and um, improve parkour that way. Uh, and he'll do some creative stuff here and there, actually, you know, quite 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 a bit if you really think about it. Um, just you know, it looks it looks a little bit different. Um, Daryl Stingley, another guy who like yeah. Daryl considers himself an artist. Daryl is an artist. Um, he dresses like he's about to do something athletic. Um, he'll still wear like, you know, baggy like, shirt. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll wear baggy shirts and stuff, but like shorts, <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, definitely not a belt <laughs> and like he'll, but he'll try to bring like expression to that too. Like a lot of his shirt and design choice on, on shirts sometimes is expressive. I think down to like his hair, you know, is, is part of, um, his, his expression as an artist. Um, otherwise, like, I think if it was all about performance, he would probably like shave his head. Yeah. <laughs> but so, but I, I guess kind of going, going back to the divide here is that there's like a more like sport look mm -hmm. in parkour and there's a more street look. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes there's like some blending, mm -hmm. but I would say that um, part, there is a divide here between sport culture and street culture, which can be overlooked. And, I think is interesting because if we look at other action sports, I feel like there is a sport and a street side, but often 
even in the sport, they'll adopt the streetwear. Yeah. So, like, um, for example, skateboard. I mean, um, I feel like, yeah, I mean, yeah, skateboarding to, to a large degree and, and skiing and mm -hmm. snowboarding as well. Because, like, the free skiers are all wearing baggy stuff, even in the Olympics. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. I could be wrong there because I don't really pay that much close attention to fashion mm -hmm. uh, because I personally am uninterested. And I just like functional clothing mm -hmm. that I can move well in and, like, I don't know, carry something in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so uh, Noah's quote continues here. Mm -hmm. Uh, it feels like in parkour, we celebrate anytime somebody worked hard and made something. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the days of that should be over. It's mm -hmm. really important. There should be a space for people to say when they don't like something, because that pushes the community forward. Here's the space. Hey, STS, let's go. <laughs> uh, although I liked it. <laughs> I, it's not that I didn't like it. Um, okay. So one of the things too is like last night you said, oh, I got to watch it again before record. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to watch it again. Because like again, I think we should watch it together. Sure. Um, I, well, okay. So actually, we are going. <laughs> if David gets back to me again, um, we're we're trying to. I was trying to plan with because he uh, David Ehrlich reached out uh, to do a screening at the gym. Oh, cool. And yeah, I'd like to do. Sure. Because I because I do think people would enjoy it. Um, I think also we could probably. He mentioned putting some so putting some of the other pieces in there. So I think the. And again, I, I am trying to support what these guys are doing. So, yeah, that's likely still going to happen. I just don't, the date got pushed back. So, here um, we are. Yeah, uh, so I, I guess th this is an interesting quote here. Um, mm -hmm. It feels like in parkour we celebrate anytime somebody worked hard and made something. And I feel like the days of that should be over. Because we're still in this area of, so I kind of agree there. But we're still in this area in parkour where, I don't know, like, we should, we should like, be in a lot of the time it's, like, the, the language is around, like, come on, like, let's support this and let's mm -hmm. support them and let's support the athlete and, and so let's buy the thing or whatever. And I know you're very critical of that language, but I still think that, like, it's actually important that we do that. Like, when I was, like, when... I was planning on buying this project. I had no idea how much it cost when mm -hmm. I first saw the trailers. When it came out and it was 11 USD, 15 Canadian or whatever, I didn't bat an eye. I was just like, mm -hmm. cool, I'm going to buy it. I spent more money doing other thing, like, things mm -hmm. that gave me less value. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to pay for it and not, not bat an eye. And when they release another project, if I'm interested in, in it, I'll probably buy that too and like, continue on. Um, because I do like the idea of supporting the parkour industry and building an infrastructure. I don't typically buy parkour clothing, so this is one way that I mm -hmm. can do parkour. Yeah. I can support the industry. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there is something to be said for like, yeah, just because somebody did something, does that mean we should support mm -hmm. it? Yeah. And to just go quickly back to, to what I said about this piece and the comments, um, happy to give them my money. Happy to continue to do that. Can't say I would word of mouth tell someone you should pay for this film. I those are two different things for me because one of them is like 
Yeah, I'm not. It's, I, it's not a genuine recommendation. I can. I make. find it interesting that you bring that up because now that I'm like reflecting on it personally, of like, yeah, would I tell somebody to buy this film? Hmm. I feel like I will tell. I will tell our viewers. I I very much enjoyed the film. Mm-hmm. Do I recommend you go out and spend your eleven dollars US to go watch it? Um, you can make that decision on your own. I liked it, and I didn't care how I didn't care that I I spent that money. So I think if parkour had a Rotten Tomatoes, which maybe. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I don't got time for that, but if someone, if one of you parkour nerds out there, no, Dom has, needs to do it. Has time to make a? Oh yeah, that's, that's pretty perfect. But I don't think you would make the correct infrastructure for it. No, uh, but... I would imagine that this. So for me, if it, if it was on Rotten Tomatoes, um, it should have like seventy percent. I would say. And usually, if a movie has seventy percent or more, I'll go watch it. <laughs> okay, um, more quote from Noah. Yeah, Instagram is causing parkour to erase its own history. Every day I see a new clip that is incredible, and the next day I can't remember it at all. Some, uh, some people are trying so hard to fit the mold of becoming a content creator on social media, and that really strips the essence of what parkour is about. We understand that people want to make a living from it, but you have to know that if you're going to make a living in that way, you are selling a piece of yourself to corporate platforms. We are taking away from our own history by turning our feet into Instagram e-waste. I, I understand the uh, that state of mind. I understand that struggle, um, but it also sounds like not a growth mindset. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you guys. Like, I don't want to put words in your mouth here, but yeah, like you could use it as a tool. Um, to advertise your work and then go from there, you know? I think I, I like that just like, uh, you know, I put one up the other day, I put up a little uh, scrap line. So I'm not even really care about, you know, I did this on the session, but this isn't something I'm saving. Uh, it's just maybe it'll catch some eyeballs, remind people that I'm still doing it. That's about it. I think if I was a much younger version of myself, um, you know, like early 20s or teenager, I would agree wholeheartedly with what Noah is saying. Mm-hmm. But I think as I've gotten older, and this, I still could be wrong. I don't, mm-hmm. age doesn't necessarily mean I'm right or anything. But social media exists for better or for worse. You can use it as a tool to improve your situation and gain opportunities and reach more people and influence more people and have an impact on the world. Or you can choose not to use it. And, you know, that doesn't mean you're not going to have an impact on the world or be able to reach people, but you're going to be at a severe disadvantage going through life trying to, trying to, trying to influence more people without using social media. So so are there problems with Instagram and and in, impacting parkour culture in a negative way? Yeah, maybe, but uh, it exists. It's here now. We have the, actual, the opportunity to reach millions of people if we use it and we, we build 
uh, and we build ourselves on it. I mean, look at Dom. He's got almost 2 million followers on, on Instagram. He has built himself up into a professional parkour athlete who has a, a well-paying career as a result of it. Um, Tim Champion has like just got, I think he, tr he tripled his following recently or like close to tripled his mm. following recently from one video he posted. And that one video now resulted in him uh, being able to influence more people and show parkour to more people in the world. Um, is it all? Is it all good? Is he gonna? Is, does followers mean more money right now? Not necessarily directly, but he could use this as an opportunity to get more money and be a paid athlete. Mm. Um, I've gotten with my, you know, in. in 13,000 followers or whatever on Instagram, I've gotten opportunities out of, out of Instagram without even trying. Um, it's, it's a tool and you can use it to improve your, your situation and improve parkour and reach more people and teach more about parkour to people, or you can hate on it and pretend it doesn't exist and go on with your life. And maybe you still have really awesome experience in life and you can still reach people or influence people, but I don't know. That's my that's my rant about Instagram. Yeah, I, I've uh, I've actually said this to a couple of uh, parkour creators that I talk to, where I've really began to embrace free uh, in terms of giving away what I have, and so I can like it resonates with me what uh, what Noah's saying there particularly when I think back, not even that long ago, really, not even that long. It does, I don't think back very long to think about how uh, ideas I had or knowledge I had that I had to, to hold on to it, um, partially out of like, for, for those things, like out of being like a competitor, I didn't, I didn't want other people to know what I know. Um, I wanted to, and if I did, I wanted to like build it up to a point where I would, you know, sell it and make it something big. Uh, spoiler alert, that never happens. <laughs> and, but the other thing is from, you know, from a, a creation or like art, artistic creation standpoint, uh, you, you put uh, so much passion into what you're doing that you don't want it to, that you want it to be, uh, put something, you know, like, uh, I guess like you can think of the commons as like, it's, uh, it's an art gallery. You know, you pay for admission, you go in, you get to see the pieces, and it's a very, like, honorable place to be, I think, is what they're, they're trying to create. Whereas Instagram definitely doesn't feel that way at all, right? Yeah. Um, but if you think of Instagram as, like, your promotional flyers, and, and again, embrace free. So um, the idea of, like, embrace free is, is just put out as much, as much stuff as you can for free uh, because a lot of times when that ha like I think about um, so I'm going to go off in a weird direction here for a second because it's not art related it's more like knowledge related but I think of uh, someone like Kelly Starrett uh, who used to be mobility wad and then I'm, I'm assuming he probably got sued for that um, or a cease and assist <laughs> but then it became the ready state um, he's got the book supple leopard hopefully um, people listening have heard of him um, I don't know if young people are really onto him as much anymore, but he put out and continues to, but like he put out so much stuff for free. Um, 
but the thing is people still paid for the implementation of how to use the free stuff. And that's why I try to think about now is like I can put out, um, and we're not doing a great job of it yet, <laughs> really not, but, but I would like to put out more just free information, free knowledge, free, 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 because at the end of the day, I know people still are going to want to know how to put it all together. Um, and that's where like the, the other products come into place. Yeah. I also think that parkour people in general are using, if, they're, if their intention is to grow, they're using Instagram in the wrong way. Hmm. Um, you know, they're just posting like, hey, cool clip, cool clip, cool clip, where, you know, and sometimes, you know, they blow up based on luck or, or because it's super cool. Um, maybe there's some skill involved, but like either you're at the top of the, the, virality you're at the top of like parkour ability where you're doing something incredible that's really viral like mm -hmm. has the vir virality potential like a uh, tim champion mm -hmm. dom tomato or uh daryl stingley or whatever any of these people and then you blow up uh or you're consistently putting out stories that people and this is you know people talk about like oh yeah, I, I'm a storyteller, right? Because they create content on Instagram. And and yeah, I mean, sometimes that's true. Like a lot of, like <laughs> anytime I'm watching reels um, and I don't really use TikTok these days, but if if I was watching TikToks, if, if a parkour clip comes up, I swipe away from it. I actually don't care to just watch a clip of parkour. Mm. I watch other, I, I'll watch other content, like, you know, people talking about, hey, like, this is a cool hack that I found that helps you with mm -hmm. this, or, um, or, hey, this is a day in the life of mm -hmm. a guy who makes signs, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, wow, that's interesting. Like, I, that's, I think you're speaking as someone who's, who's seen a lot of parkour. Though, that's, no, 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 that, that's true. And, and, you know, and ski content will come up and mm -hmm. it'll be like, whoa, that's crazy, or like, or, or somebody failing or something mm -hmm. like that. And I'll be like, wow, that was an epic fail. And so I'll watch that stuff. But a lot of a lot of the time, parkour content is just like, oh, somebody doing a, a running jump and didn't stick it, didn't stick it. They finally stuck it. Cool. You know, but there's no voiceover. There's no like context. And, you know, we have people like Bob Reese and DeAndre and, mm -hmm. and others who are adopting this format, which I think is largely successful because it's telling people a story about how parkour works and mm -hmm. why parkour is interesting why parkour is hard not just the cool thing mm -hmm. um or the end result um you know it provides a little bit of context around it but um uh, but yeah i think largely parkour on instagram is not quite being used correctly uh, including myself i am a i am a i acknowledge that i am not doing it correctly mm -hmm. and i could probably do it better um, but, but yeah, I, I, that's, I think the e-waste that he's talking about, the Instagram e-waste, which yeah. is that it's just, people are just like throwing up clips of whatever and hoping something sticks, mm -hmm. which, you know, I support that method of just mm -hmm. like, yeah, if you want to grow your Instagram, just put out every piece of content that you have, and then mm -hmm. try to make interesting content as well. That yeah. maybe tells a better story. There's, <laughs> you're talking about like doing it the right way and the wrong way. It's, it's funny because like I've been um, experimenting a fair amount this year with trying to put out content that's just not not just training clips, not just clips. I still do that just because um, 
the frequency and the habit. I want to be able to post things and not think about how they're going to perform, which is, it's, it's hard. It's hard to post and not be thinking about, is this going to do well? Yeah. Um, that's super hard to do. But I think frequency um, and like high volume of, of posting helps to combat that. So I still do put up training clips, although it's like my least favorite thing to post. Like every time I look back at it, I'm like, oh, why did I do that again? <laughs> but it's because I'm just trying to not think about it. Build um, the habit of just but like... But then if I, if I actually put some editing into something and try to tell a story or doing something, like those are the ones where I'm like, oh, I think this is interesting now. Or I'll try to make a joke or whatever. Or post up something informative. And some of them hit, some of them don't. Um, but I try to think about like what I see success happen to successful accounts where they'll finally what they're doing hits, right? And that could like this thing is like you don't know when that's gonna happen or if it's ever going to happen. You just kinda have to keep playing the game, um, hoping that you, you know, something eventually sticks or throw darts at the wall, I guess is yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying. But like you kinda that's kind of something that you need to do as someone trying to be successful at something is you do actually need to uh, not aimlessly, but you need, you need to have some strategy. But anyways, let, let's say like you actually believe in your strategy and you're like, okay, eventually this is going to stick. Eventually one of those posts do, you can actually go back and I see accounts do this all the time and they'll just repost their old stuff because they're like, this is something that the, uh, I had a thousand followers and now I have a hundred K and none of you hundred K have seen these because they're like two years old and I'm just going to post them now. Yeah. So I think that's something that can happen and it doesn't feel like you well, waste as much because you can repost if you, it. <laughs> if you go into your, your analytics too, mm -hmm. you'll see like this reached this many of your followers mm -hmm. and this many of non-followers. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I don't know. Like if I don't you post actually play this, that game. But if, you post, if you post mm -hmm. stuff that, that you're, that, you know, let's say, let's say, I don't know, half of your following has seen, mm -hmm it might not even reach the rest of your following. Like the number, the followers don't, like, don't necessarily always play into like what you see because a lot of times things are reels and they'll come up in people's feeds. Mm. And I don't know how many times you see like people you don't follow that like their, their mm. reels or their content on Instagram, but it's fed to you. And so you might um, like, only a fraction of your followers might actually see the post that you made, mm -hmm. but you might be exposed to, you know, tens, hundreds of thousands of other people yeah. who are not following you. Yeah. And that in increases the likelihood that you, they do follow you and want to watch yeah. some of more, more of your content. I had a quick question for you. Um, and, I, and I think we need to get on to the next like topic yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're already off the first time. Yeah, we are, but, but go ahead. But the uh, question is, can you think of a parkour account that does really well, uh, let's say 100K plus followers? Okay. And we talk about, like, I think that 100K plus, when you hit 100K plus, I think is, is where you can actually start making money off of uh, Instagram, like where you can probably start landing ambassador deals and things like that if that's your thing i think it can happen earlier but yeah, yeah but let's say like 100k is like for sure you know for sure like you you can leverage that um leverage is the word i'm looking for yeah. like amount of followers that you can certainly leverage is is 100 100k and i just said like yeah probably before that too but you know 100k is like serious leverage so can you think of anyone who has serious leverage that one isn't a repost account 
like a PKF RTV or a Red Bull free running or whatever. Um, and also is not elite in the sport. Uh, and so just, just to, to clarify elite, Bob Reese is elite, whether you like him or not. He's crazy. Um, he's crazy good. Yeah. Uh, so yes, he, 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 what he did is he stacked the skill of being funny. He stacked another skill of, of being able to edit videos and he probably has someone else do it for him now. <laughs> so he stacked being elite, being funny, being able to edit videos, all that together. Wildly successful. <laughs> but can you can you think of anyone off the top of your head? Um, I wanted to say Jimmy the Giant in the early days. Like he kind of, but actually his Instagram success isn't super high either. Um, and he also it kind of falls under reposting for me because he tells stories yeah. about. Yeah. I don't think that counts as reposting, but I agree. Mm. Are you talking? So you're talking about Instagram? Mm -hmm. uh, I can't think of any. I can't either, but I, and it's like it's weird because it can be done. Oh yeah, and I think that's the problem is there's not examples of it of it being being done yet where someone. Well, is, that's the thing is I don't think enough people are are doing the right things mm -hmm. to be yeah. able to do that. Oh, actually, um, uh, to to an extent, Rafe Kelly, he's getting pretty good there. I mean, his his content kind of goes into like. It's, it's like parkour is a niche, and then it's like another niche, but that other niche touches on other things, and he's had some success recently with his connections that I think, but also he had, um, I think actually his, his, his following right now has, has blown up more because of a video of his kid that he put a narration over, and he's doing parkour. Yeah. Can you see that one? Yeah. Yeah. He has a video of his, uh, of his son doing some nature parkour, failing a bunch. He has some narration that goes over it. Got over a million views. Yeah, this is a this is a formula that I see. So uh, there's a an account that I follow called mm -hmm. That Mountain Life, mm -hmm. and it's a guy who has three kids. Uh, him and his wife have three kids. They and they do like ski content, and it's like mic'd up toddler, right? Mm -hmm. Like learning mm -hmm. how to ski. Like I'm going around you tree, you know. And it's just like, um, and it's all encouraging. And he's like, yeah, mm -hmm. you gotta encourage kids to like and take risks and stuff like that and and then in the summer they bite they mountain bike and kayak and they do stuff like that anyway i watched their their youtube and then they had a bunch of stuff go viral on instagram as well but yeah it's it's that's interesting that's like like kids taking risks mm -hmm. and kind of talking about like oh yeah is this dangerous no it's not because this is good right um that's kind of a a niche of like you know people want to watch that um, I'm not even a parent and I'm interested in it, but like parents definitely are interested in watching it. And, um, there's a whole like parenting, like little like niches of Instagram that you can fall into and, mm -hmm. uh, and like name a niche and you can fall into it. Um, and I feel like parkour is like one of the only niches where there is almost no narratives, mm. like stories happening. Yeah. It's just people posting yeah. their Oh, and that's jumps. what, that's again... Jimmy, come back to parkour. <laughs> Just come, come back. Let's um, talk. Let's talk about this. I think you made a hasty decision. There's still time. We can talk about this. There's still more stories to tell. Like, he felt like he got tapped out was actually yeah. part of his reasoning. Uh, anyways, also, if you know, uh, leave us a comment if you know any accounts that fit into the criteria that we just explained. So somewhere around, uh, we'll say 50K, 50K plus following. 
Sure. Con- uh, and then consistent, like consistent growth still beyond there. Like they're, they're still, still growing there. Cause some people they'll get like a, a bump in following off of like one viral video. And then it kind of like fizzles after that. Um, so consistent, consistent growth there. Um, they're consistently posting stuff that's successful and they do parkour, but they, but they're not elite. They don't have elite skill. Cool. Okay. Uh, let's move on to this. I think it's our last topic. No, we got, no, we got a couple. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so we haven't, we haven't we been do, recording a lot of podcasts. We got a lot to talk about before now. we, before we do, <laughs> um, uh, if you want to watch the North lullaby film, go to the commons.boston and you can, uh, set up an account and purchase the film there and watch it and see if, uh, you agree a little bit more with, uh, this guy or that guy over there. Um, and, uh, and let us know in the comments, uh, your thoughts on the video, because, um, uh, I'm curious, I'm curious what, uh, you think about it and don't be toxically positive. If you have something <laughs> critical to say, just leave it in the comments below. Um, in fact, Noah and North seems to encourage criticism. Yeah. So the, the STS comment section <laughs> is, uh, uh, not a toxically positive space. Uh, okay, so one of the things that Noah mentioned there, he actually said, ex, ex, no, what did he say, street sports or street, what did he say? Action sports. Action sports. Okay. I always yeah. like, yeah, I don't like saying extreme uh, either. It's extreme. Um, but, what, but one of the ones, one of the main ones I think uh, that we talked about here, like we could say skiing, but, but skate. Yeah, skateboarding is the main one, I think. It's huge. Uh, and we already did talk about this topic a little bit with style and everything. But there's also like this thing where a lot of parkour athletes start skateboarding. Yeah. Or even some of them kind of leave parkour for skateboarding. Mm-hmm. They leave parkour for rock climbing, skateboarding, or weightlifting. It's one of the, or calisthenics. What else do you leave parkour for? Uh, I feel like you don't leave it for calisthenics. You just, do calisthenics to like supplement. I think weightlifting starts as a supplement for parkour and then it be- takes over. Um, and then, uh, I mean, if I were to leave parkour, it'd probably be for skiing personally, <laughs> but, uh, but I can only do that half the year. So, um, unless I travel <laughs> to the other, uh, to the other side of the world. Um, but I think there's a lot of appreciation for skateboarding. I think if you were to poll the like parkour community and say like what sport, and this is kind of something that that uh, the old generation would like vehemently disagree with, is parkour is nothing like skateboarding. <laughs> you know, there's oh, this yeah, whole generation yeah, yeah, of that. Yeah. But now I think people are like, oh yeah, parkour is so much like skateboarding, and it needs to be more like skateboarding. Yeah. Yeah, I. I can like I, I think it's it's I think of skateboarding like kind of a an older cousin to parkour mm-hmm. where you think they're really cool you're like oh man they're really cool they smoke cigarettes and uh, and drive fast cars I literally, I literally have a cousin in my head yeah right now. keep going yeah. <laughs> Let's see if this still fits. um but uh, but. You know, and you kind of envy them a little bit, but at the same time, you're kind of like, um, you know, you, you don't like, 
you don't want, you know, you don't want your cousin to steal your girlfriend. <laughs> you lost me there. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like, you know, or you're your, your best friend, right? Like, you got your best friends who, mm-hmm. like, who all, like, do the thing that you do, but then you don't want, you know, I don't know, like, you don't want to lose, you don't want to lose parkour people to skateboarding is what I'm saying. And so... This might be one of my favorite like STS analogies. <laughs> Let's cut this part out. I'm kind of I'm, I'm struggling here a little bit. So okay, so so skateboarding. Uh, skateboarding ha- does have a lot of common with parkour. We tend to look for urban spots. We get kicked out of spots. Um, uh, we view the urban environment similarly, um, and. But I think there's also a lot that's not quite in common with skateboarding. Um, I think, I think actually, like you said, the old heads would hate like that parkour is becoming skateboarding. And I think largely because parkour was this idea of like we need to be healthy and mm-hmm. and strong to be useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas skateboarding is like let's crush a beer and skate this five stair. Yeah. It's um, also a sport that doesn't really embrace uh, supplements, supplemental training as, as much. There are skaters that, that work out, that train, that condition, but seemingly it is a culture that is just like you just skate and you just, you just rep and rep and rep tricks until you land one. And that's the game. Yeah, there also seems to be a slightly more reckless attitude in skateboarding of mm-hmm. like, yeah, just like send it and then like get hurt and then send it again even though you're hurt. And then mm-hmm. there's this kind of like process. But with parkour, I think we're a little bit more, I mean, there's definitely send culture happening in parkour, but it's it's a little bit more like this one might hurt me. So mm-hmm. I got to take it a little bit more seriously. Um, I think we tend to be a little bit more calculated the success rate in parkour is higher than in skateboarding. So like, mm. you tend to fall a lot more in skateboarding than you do in parkour. Um, Which also makes people, uh, I think a common, uh, anytime you ask someone that knows a lot about skating or has tried skating uh, and also does parkour, they'll be like, skateboarding is way harder. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. is. But what, it's, it's, interesting, it's an interesting thing because it's like, okay, it's definitely harder, but like, I don't know, like, okay, so you, do you consider a climb-up to be a basic parkour trick? Well, I like how you're using the term I know, trick. we're going to go into this in a um, video, but, yeah. Is it a basic? Yep. Oh, man. Uh, it's a fundamental. It's a fundamental. Pretty basic, like, you kind of need to, okay, so, like, I think about, you know, like, because people on the street have asked you, like, when you have a board or, like, you're wearing your vans, like, do you skate? And they're like, oh, I, what do you usually say? I like to cruise. Yeah, you like to cruise. Like, so, like, you like cruise. And it's like, so there's, there's kind of a level of parkour of that, where it's like, oh, you know, I can, I can do vaults. I can't do any flips. Um, I can do, like, you know, I can, I can do, like, so, some small precision jumps and stuff like that. And then there's, like, and you could be there forever. Like, you, that could be parkour for you. And it's missing out on like we say fun, like so and then so skateboarding would be like I don't know can you all can you ollie yeah 
you know, can you, <laughs> can you do can more you, than cruise? Okay. Like, I don't know. So, I don't know enough about skateboarding so, to keep going here. So, but, cru- so yeah. I, so I would say that there is a little bit higher barrier mm-hmm. for parkour to like be on cruise mode, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So like you have to be able to like do a precision you have to be able to do vaults. You have to be able to do like some, some mm-hmm. of the fundamentals of parkour to be able to do anything really. Mm-hmm. Whereas skateboarding, I can get on a board and I can push and that's like, okay, cool. I can like move around on a board. Mm -hmm. But then when you start to get into like tricks, like Ollie is super hard. And then like more other fundamentals that are involved in skateboarding. So beyond pushing Ollie, dropping in on a quarter pipe, Mm -hmm. um, which a lot of people find terrifying, including me. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I have and can do it mm-hmm. um and i can always sort of and i can like maybe land a pop shove it mm-hmm. but outside of that like when i was like a kid i landed a kickflip once mm-hmm. but i haven't since and i don't really i don't really work on it or like it's not a goal of mine mm-hmm. um so what i do with skateboarding is push yeah. cruise maybe ride some transition mm-hmm. And that's it. So whereas parkour, I think there's a barrier to like get into like cruise mode. Mm-hmm. And then outside of like after that, it's like, okay, you have to continue like improving or excelling at it. Mm-hmm. A question I had also is to do some of these like, yeah, basic things, like to call yourself, you know, like I, I don't just cruise, I skate so I can you know, do some of the other things that you mentioned there. Mm-hmm. Can you do those things without being able to do a push-up? Yeah, probably. And so, like, this is kind of where, I guess, uh, I think an argument should be made that parkour is more difficult than people are selling it out to be. Because to do a climb-up, <laughs> you sure as heck have to do a push-up. very high strength barrier. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's when you said basic. That's why mm. I was like, I don't know if a climb up is considered mm-hmm. basic because it is it's, it is for i'm sure a lot of our listeners and a lot of um people that call themselves like more free runners than than uh that you know embrace that term more than part because it's not a, a trick you know yeah and i know <laughs> really people who are really good at parkour mm-hmm. who don't do climb ups well mm-hmm. and and not even like well like super high level well but mm-hmm. just like not very well at all like they don't really get yeah. the technique or like care to work on it Mm-hmm. Um, and like for like for me, could you teach me what could what could you teach me faster, um, a kickflip or a cork? Probably not the best like example, oh, but like these are two things that I'm very far away from doing either of. So it's like you know which one? Uh, <laughs> which one could I teach you faster? Oh, oh c- c- Chris, Christopher, yeah, Christopher, uh, youth team member of ours. Can you yeah. kickflip? Yeah, can't cork. Then he, <laughs> he's been skating for longer, and he, just... he can cork off of something. Okay. He just can't do it on yeah, like, like off of off. something into the foam pit. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, I just think I like this is this is kind I of think like a, a cork is easier than a kickflip. Th- this is like trying to make uh, a conversation around like a stupid question, which is like, what's harder, parkour or skateboarding? Okay. I'm just this trying to frame common, it. I'm trying this to frame is a common it. challenge. I'm, I'm trying to frame it though as as a stupid question like we're making like intelligent guesses and answers 
at what is really a stupid question, which is like, you're like, which, which sport is harder to do? So, as a song, but song, here's another question. Is cork parkour? <laughs> yeah. It is by the more like modern definition that we, I think, okay, both support um, here. So <laughs> leave a comment below. Which one is harder, a cork or a kickflip? Because mm -hmm. um, I actually think kickflip is harder. I think so, too. Um, but yeah. Uh, in terms of like yeah. if you took but it also depends on the like again the individual like yeah I mean it depends on so many, yeah so many it depends on the, the and again it's it's your we're trying to make an intelligent conversation or discussion around what is like a really impossible and at the end of the day probably not an intelligent question okay um, so on the topic of skateboarding on the topic of skateboarding and YouTube and Instagram mm -hmm. It's all weaving together. You you shared a story with me the other day. I did, yeah. So which I can't find anymore. Is there another place that that can be found where he's actually talking? Oh my god! Mm. I foresaw this coming. So you kept it. <laughs> I've got it right here. So John Hill is a uh, YouTuber and skateboarder. Uh, and he has like a million follow or a million subscribers on YouTube, and I don't know how many on Instagram, but I think a few hundred thousand. And he posted on Instagram a clip of him doing a Kong precision, and it's just like kind of out of nowhere because he didn't say like he hasn't. It's not like oh yeah, so I've been doing parkour and, and you could see like his progress or anything like that. Just out of nowhere, he posted a Kong precision, and. He said, yeah, like I've, you know, picked up parkour. And so I've been doing a little bit of parkour recently. And it's actually crazy because I've gone back and watched it. And it's like pretty good technique. Like he did a split step takeoff. So I, I, I wonder how he's learning it and who he's learning it from. Or if he's literally just kind I of like. I thought you would have figured that out by now. Thought you would have done some sleuthing. Oh, I'm sleuthing. <laughs> Uh, professional sleuth over here. So, so, yeah. Like I, I, I watch it back, and he's got split step takeoff. He doesn't, um, he doesn't like kick his back leg up when he takes mm -hmm. off. He doesn't have a really good push with his arms. It's kind of like sh straight armed, um, but that's just, you know, that's to be expected. I don't know how long he's been doing this for, but. If I mean that's pretty impressive, like to be able to do that. Anyway, let's see. He has three hundred thousand uh, Instagram followers. Some good leverage. So, oops. Um, so here, I'm just gonna read the caption. Mm. It's really fun starting over in a new medium. Parkour has been super fun and ridiculously painful to try and figure out. After being heavily involved in skateboarding culture for over 20 years, it's nice to explore new cultures. And the parkour world is fascinating. Um, so I find that really interesting that he's going into the parkour world. Mm -hmm. um, but the story that I shared with you was about how he, when he posted this, he got a bunch of really positive response, maybe toxically positive responses in the comments of parkour people being like, yeah, sick, awesome. 
And he was saying that it's really refreshing because that rarely ever happens in skateboarding. In fact, skateboarding culture is kind of toxically negative. Um, and that's kind of what he alludes to suggesting. Um, and he's, he said it's like really refreshing that he's you know, being basically accepted in parkour. Um, so thoughts on this crossover for John Hill? Uh, I wanted to talk about the word trick. Oh yeah, so he um, says he said he did a very basic trick. Yeah, um, and then it's, it's, it's a climb up is a trick. Uh, when so we had a uh, had a visitor at the gym, uh, I want to say like a month ago, mm -hmm. who's also uh, I don't know what his following is, but a professional uh, skateboarder. professional skateboarder uh, from Braille, Ricky Glazer, uh, who also hangs out with uh, some parkour peeps out in uh, California. And he uh, reached out to me a while back, 250K followers, some good leverage there. He reached out to me uh, probably like a year ago because he was about to undergo a uh, knee operation to get a piece of his meniscus removed, but also to uh, do a microfracture where he is in multiple places where apparently he's missing um, cartilage. And He's back skating now. Um, he's he said he's not like a hundred percent. He's still going like through, and it, it takes. It, this is a, a procedure and a recovery that takes a long time. For context, this is the same yeah. surgery that Renee had. It's it's not it's common but uncommon. Um, a lot of times when people are missing cartilage, they find out late to the point where it's like you're just getting a knee replacement. Um, so they you know you find out like in your fort like your just knee hurts all the time and you're in your like fifties or whatever and they're like okay we're just going to do a knee replacement. Uh, but because both of us are like reasonably young and we're, we're athletes or our, our job is to you know, be able to do something, they consider, they find the tear in the cartilage and okay, there's, there's treatment options. The oldest one is a microfracture. Um, there's some newer treatment options, uh, or different types of surgeries where they can like Petri dish grow some cartilage, which sounds really cool and put it back in there. I don't have access to this in Canada, but like if they had given me a choice, like that's the one I would probably want. Uh, but anyways, he had to get a microfracture, which essentially they pick holes into the bone and it creates a blood clot. And then that blood clot kind of just seals around the, the hole in the cartilage. And then essentially it's enough to, to take a little bit more impact. Uh, so he had this operation and uh, we finally met up. He said he was coming to, to Vancouver to judge a skate competition. So Ricky came into the gym and we were chatting a bit and he's like, oh, could, um, cause he's, he's a content guy. So he's gonna get some content. He's like, could you do a trick for me real quick? And I was like, oh God. Cause for me, it's like, um, and I knew he didn't mean like, you know, can you do a backflip? He meant, can you just do some parkour? And I, I decided like, I just did like a cat leap um, in the gym. Cause I was like, oh, it'd be cool to show something where I could take impact, but I'm, you know, I'm not warmed up. I'm not, um, I always kind of think of this as like, I need to, uh, I've told other staff to do this, like prepare something that you can do on request in the gym. That's like, you like to do, that's cool. Uh, because every now and then these things are gonna happen and I'm always like, oh, what do I do? What, can, what do I feel like I can do right now? And it's like, there should be something that I've rehearsed that if I get a request, I can just you know, throw that down. But again, using the word trick, uh, was was another uh, thing that came out of that. 
Yeah, I, th I think the term trick is funny mm -hmm. for parkour because it makes sense for some of it, but mm -hmm. doesn't make sense for like, I feel like it doesn't really make sense for like the fundamentals. Mm -hmm. Like a climb up is not a trick. Because I think a trick has like this weird like circus kind of con connotation mm -hmm. of like your, it's a performance. Um, or like your, I don't know. Uh, but like a flip makes sense to be called a trick. And in tricking, obviously, it's a, they're all tricks. Mm -hmm. So if there's any kind of like movement that's a crossover between parkour and tricking, or even like a, like a 360 kind of feels like a trick. Um, but it's weird. It feels weird to call a Kong or a running jump mm -hmm. or a climb up or a cat leap or anything like that a trick. Well, it's like, is an ollie a trick? Yeah. Because it's a jump. Yeah, but it's more than just a jump. I know. The jump, it's a jump with, the board, with but a like, skateboard. But I think that's why, like, yeah, it makes sense to skaters to, to call everything a trick. Yeah, like no, a no, con no. concrete is trick. It, it, it does make sense. Um, and it's just, it's just funny, the merging of the cultures. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think John Hill doing parkour is awesome because it means that parkour is entering it in, okay, like parkour can be very lame at times, mm -hmm. but it means that parkour is entering into um, a cooler culture and people are like intrigued enough to try it. And so for John Hill, to want to learn how to do parkour to me is like a huge moment for parkour it means it's more normalized it's mm -hmm. less like this uh uh it's less of this like oh what's the word i'm looking for it means parkour is less of this like obscure activity that like nerds do that it started as when mm -hmm. we were kind of starting parkour um and more it's kind of entering into a phase of like being kind of cool like oh it's cool that you can do the, like a, this kind of trick or it's really cool that you can you know kong precision on this uh and hey can you you know can i learn that and so like there's crossover and i i think especially from a critical a person from a culture as critical as skateboarding coming into doing parkour very interesting and I'd love to see more of that kind of crossover happening and more of like a mutual respect happening for parkour. Um, but I don't know, historically skateboarding has not been very inviting to other uh, action sports mm. um, with the biggest example being uh, rollerblading. Mm. So I think one of, isn't one of the issues with rollerblading that um, like one of them waxes and the other one doesn't. I swear this is like came up before at um, I don't know like Annie Livingston Park where you know, maybe some of the comments come up but basically it's like because both in both sports you can grind but they they treat structures differently when it comes to grinding. Uh, so. That could be it. Um, mm -hmm. It could also just be like they have to compete over the same spaces, mm -hmm. um, or I don't know. Yeah, or it's just. Skateboarding is kind yeah. of mean. I, like, I feel like skateboarding, parkour, skateboarding yeah. is even critical of longboarding, mm. which is a skateboard, mm. but just differently built mm -hmm. and and used in a different way. Mm. So, like skateboarding culture is is historically has always been very, um, you know, turns their nose up 
at mm -hmm. other action sports mm -hmm. uh, because they're the best. Mm -hmm. I feel like parkour is just like going back to spot sharing. Parkour is always great for spot sharing because we don't we don't have to alter it. We yeah. don't have to do anything. Um, and yeah, you run, you you do a pass, <laughs> you do a pass through, and then you're done. <laughs> yeah, this is I think this is one of the only examples of a scenario where it's not a parkour person going to skateboarding, but mm -hmm. it's a skateboarder coming yeah. to parkour. And it's super cool that he is such a big following too. Mm -hmm. So I'd like, hopefully, it would be awesome to see him do like an actual YouTube video of, of yeah. parkour and kind of talk about his experience with it because that's, um, that could be pretty big. It'd be great. Uh, yeah, it's a, <laughs> as we kind of started this conversation, it's been a, a thing where I think everything happens in the other direction where it's like parkour guy parkour guy who has like a big following in parkour like you know like tim champion on post like i'm doing some skateboarding or kai willis back in the day you know uh so i, I was pretty stoked when you sent it to me um well it's big news right like i mean notable crossovers that we've seen um like bailey Payne mm. from tricking mm -hmm. like Tricking professional, Red Bull sponsored tricker, mm. now pretty much exclusively only does parkour. Yeah, <laughs> he really does. Like, or it, like, you know, um, or like at least flips on structures. No, like, like he's, he yeah. likes doing parkour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and actually, res you know, respect that he actually went through the process of like learning. The parkour stuff and not mm -hmm. just like how can i adapt tricking to structures but how can i do parkour mm -hmm. as well like so he does jumps he does kongs he does all that type of uh all the fundamental tricks yeah all the basic tricks but um uh, but yeah like but tricking is also a niche sport so mm -hmm. it's still not even as big as skateboarding is so yeah. i think it's very in, it would be very interesting for i mean and i don't think john hill's gonna like pursue parkour in the same mm -hmm. way that like bailey Payne is but I don't know. Like, it's really cool that he's doing it. Yeah. Like, it's not impossible, based on the way he's talking there, it's not impossible to think that, like, it might start taking over, like, half of his content. And that would be amazing, you know. Uh, and and, and I, I appreciate that he says it's hard. Yeah. You know, I think that that's a, a, a big part of it, is he's not posting it and saying, like, oh, I thought I could parkour or try it. It's like, no, he's, he's really into it. He, it's fascinating apparently mm -hmm. and um acknowledging that it's um or at least what he the the standard whatever standard is in his head of what like you should be able to do to say you're doing parkour is hard he's not just into doing it though he's mm -hmm. into the culture around it yeah. and something about that is it, like he's he watches store mm -hmm. like he said is one of his favorite youtube channels mm -hmm. and uh and he uh you know he watches other parkour content on instagram so i don't know it's it's kind of big and uh i mean it'd be great if we could get more public figures doing parkour whether they're from skateboarding or uh or they're skiers or they're actors or you know whatever it is because that's how we we grow the sport there has been a consistent downtrend in google google trends analytics mm. around like searches for parkour 
and parkour classes or whatever with the big spike happening in the uh, 2000s mm. um, and then just kind of slowly going down since then. Mm. Now, I think a big part of that is people already know what parkour is, so maybe they're searching for it less. So it's kind of beyond its like first initial like uh, push into the park into the like public eye, um, but it's also like you know maybe there's just this is a, a good question to kind of ask ourselves is like culturally, are we seeing less people doing physical activity mm. or like risk taking activities, and that's kind of like a concern. Yeah, but. Topic for another day, maybe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, speaking of another topic, every time we get into this, I'm always like, oh, here's another point to bring us on a weird tangent to something else. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but there's, um, there, there's two videos I wanted to touch on just on the end of the show today that are coming out soon. Videos, films, we should say. Uh, Projects. Be because we just, we just talked about, uh, again, North Lullaby in the Commons. Um, but another platform that actually, yeah, they're doing similar things to the commons, not, not the same thing, because it's under one uh, creative entity instead of like many creative entities is uh, Point A, Parkour. Uh, Max Henry, who is, is Sean? Sean, Sean Andres. Andres is a major player in that as well. And they are soon to release Triple Threat. Do we know? I think it's August 10th. Cool. So right before SPL2, featuring none other than uh, the Sheriff Jared Ludi. The Sheriff. Um, do, you know what I, do, you know, do you know what I don't like about the trailer real quick? <laughs> Can I start with that? Yeah, let's start with what you don't <laughs> like. Start with the trailer. Um, if you're making a film, don't have your people introduce who they are and where they're from. Because it kind of reads like a reality TV show. It just starts off as like, I'm Jared Ludi. This is from, from yeah. Texas. It just, it, it friggin' killed it for me in terms of the vibe. Because I actually think like Jared's a really intense guy, at least on the, um, not 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 that he's like scary. He's just like he's intense when he's competing. He's intense. He's in the zone. He looks pissed off most of the time, and I'm hoping that comes off in the film, uh, somewhat, uh, or at least like you know, or or maybe they show his lighter side or whatever. But yeah, like don't I, I don't I don't like the intro, the person that it's about. Like that's kind of unnecessary there. Um, trailer's really short, too. It is, yeah. It's really short. Um, I'd like to see a longer, a longer cut come out. Um, could be cool, but we got some, you know, him showing what he does. We got some, some really big, spooky-looking descents in there. Uh, it's going to be about his uh, leading up to compete in three events at SPL2. SPL1. SPL1. <laughs> Um, I don't have a whole lot else to say about it other than I've actually been looking forward to this one for a while because it's, I will say, the first piece that I know of that uh, Point A has been working on where I feel like there's actually a story, like a real story is going to happen out of it. Um, and it's about an athlete that I'm, that I'm a fan of as well. Well, it's, a, it's also cool. It's just like in preparation for a competition. Which we mm. haven't really seen anything like this yeah. in par in parkour yet because we're still in the nation sta stage of uh, parkour sport development. So yeah, so I'm I'm also very excited to watch it because um, I was there for the event. 
<laughs> I know how the event turned out, but I'm very uh, interested to see the storytelling behind it. Um, I think a part of it is like balancing the sports side of the parkour versus like pushing the like street side as well. Mm -hmm. He's doing descents and things, which typically isn't necessarily in uh, SPL uh, competition. It'd be crazy dangerous <laughs> unless we had a massive budget to like have something underneath it. Anyway, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm, I am looking forward. To, I wish there was. Because the trailer is so short, there's there's not much that um, like there's not a lot of information there, so there's not a whole lot. I, I guess I can say more about it. Um, looks like some great shots in this one too. Uh, I think we were like front. I guess the most similar thing I can think of that's front of mind is uh, uh, Julius Porter uh, with the uh, drops from the top video, mm -hmm. where it's like that was a story and. and I think what came through, and talking to Julius after, it's like, oh, there wasn't a lot of planning ahead of that one. So, like, that's, you know, kind of the reason why there's not a lot of coverage of the movement and everything that, that happens in there. Yeah, um, I, I don't even think it, it was, it wasn't supposed to be a film. Yeah. And then they were like, wait, this is cool enough that we, sh and, and mm -hmm. we can get more out of it that yeah. we can turn it into a film. Yeah, whereas this, at least from what I heard from Max before and everything like that, it seems like this was the plan. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to um, to to actually like seeing 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 a story told because uh, it's it's pretty rare in parkour. It's something that we the two of us often kind of uh, pick at with with parkour is like there's a lot of action montage. There's not a lot of not a lot of actual story uh, that happens, and so uh, I think they found a good one to tell, and uh, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, same. I do want to. I do want a longer trailer, though. I do hope a longer trailer comes out before, because then we can talk about it again. <laughs> yeah. All right. Get on help, it, Max. Help us help you. <laughs> um, okay. So the the other project that you wanted to bring mm -hmm. up is Unbroken, mm -hmm. and this is featuring uh, Bryce Clark from New mm -hmm. York, and the filmmaker is Joshua Chen. Joshua Chen Cavalier. Uh, name that he has posted everywhere that you can find it uh who i actually haven't like formally met you know have this like i uh uh when i found uh so he has another instagram account up right now which is uh we are not flumping uh which is probably the best parkour meme account if you're not aware of it yet uh we are not flumping freaking great and uh he just posts like a lot of like uh older generation references so i think a lot of people wouldn't get it but like i recommended it to like josh brower the other day because i'm like you'll love this yeah 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 and uh <laughs> i also um when i found out who he was i found his like, account and everything i'm like oh you were that guy at hubble because he still wears like the the baggy like edgeboard pants and everything too but um from what i can see from the trailer from uh, unbroken um so much to like about uh, him as a filmmaker, and I actually have not yet dug, he has other films up on his YouTube that I haven't dug into yet, uh, but so much to like about a filmmaker, um, a really, what seems like is going to be a very powerful story, um, and just, just, just absolutely, like, brilliant trailer, too. Um, I got, have you seen the movie Sin City? Yeah. I get Sin City vibes, watch, and it's not just the black and white, 
uh, it's it's a bit of um, like this part where like Bryce is like wrapping his hands, which I I don't know why he needs to wrap his hand. Oh, actually, he does some boxing. Yeah, yeah, in it, yeah. right. But like that that shot alone of him like wrapping his hands, I'm like, oh, this is like uh, um, it's gonna get him with the mitts, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and also because like the his uh, his accent and everything, like his New York accent, yeah, the major um, Sin City vibes, but also. Um, uh, quite a bit of very real, uh, there's a very real sad story, I think, that's being, um, in part, being told here. Um, and some of the description says about, like, aging through parkour and the fact that he's, you know, which I can relate to, and then the fact that he's still trying to push himself. Um, but, yeah, you just, I, I, I had you watch the trailer before we started recording yeah. here, so, I um, mean, and then we started recording, so I didn't get to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, I I mean, it's an intriguing trailer because it is telling a story there's some emotion there there's obviously a lot of context around it that i'm roughly aware of so um i'd like to hear the story told and hear um you know the the plight that bryce is going through as a result of everything um and yeah i don't know i think i think it looks good it's like it seems like it's filmed very well when does when is it coming out? Do we know? So end of the year is what they're saying. So I don't think it's finished yet. Gotcha. I think they started to record. There's a couple of clips in the teaser that are. Um, there's actually quite a bit of. Ooh, what's the school? Uh, Percy is it? No. Wait, wait, the first day of Hubble Eleven. Where do we go? Oh, that's uh, Pierce. 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 Uh, there's a few clips of Pierce in there. It's actually he. It shows him like going at like the the big standing pre. And I'm actually like wondering if he got it because that's because mm-hmm. I, I, I size it up and I'm like, I, I don't have that jump. I know I don't have that jump. And I'm like, oh, does Bryce have that? Or are we about to see like a, a splat or a bounce back on there? You know, yeah, um, this is a big one. Uh, but he's a Bryce has been and maybe some of this is going to be in this trailer, too. He's I think over the years has been to me like an inconsistent athlete. I've seen him do some like wildly impressive stuff like bordering like elite. And then I've seen him do some stuff where I'm like. I thought he could do more, you know? Um, I don't know why that is. Uh, maybe it's just he just has certain strengths or whatever. But this is going to be one of those things where I think, like we talked about, like just talked about Jared Ludy. Jared Ludy's notably like quite known as an elite uh, performer. I mean, he, he competes in the most elite competition there is um, in a podium. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, in, two, in two events. Uh, and then... Uh, what else were we? Oh, the, yeah, like the the North thing, like your your free runners, favorite free runners. But here we have Bryce, who probably a lot of people don't know who Bryce is. Yeah, um, you know he's not on like unless you're from like the list. Northeast community or yeah, um, or if you've been if you trained in yeah. New York. He's definitely an advanced practitioner, as I said. Like there's definitely like high level things he can do, and um, he's a guy who I guess is feeling old. It has like down to like the I don't know the the song that they use. But it, it seems like a Johnny Cash song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it is, but it seems like it, it's just, um, yeah, it's all, all black and white. I like the the, um, the the shot variety, too, which is something I was just complaining yeah, a about. Of, a lot of close-ups. And, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, so really, um, yeah, just really a d- dramatic-looking um, piece that we're, we're getting into here. I think that it's interesting because this is, like in terms of the spectrum of like we've got like action montage, mm-hmm. we've got like art piece, we've got 
you know, some storytelling or like vlogs. We've mm -hmm. got like Jared Liddy, you know, action slash story building up to high level competition. And now we have this uh, Unbroken, which is a like heavy on story, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, I'm really curious to see if, if I enjoy watching it mm. because this has been the biggest criticism I've had of parkour mm. films for a really long time, which is there's just not enough storytelling happening. And this mm -hmm. seems like it's going to be an actual story. Yeah. It's like a drama, a real life drama. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> yeah. Well, I think one of the challenges too, and I'm, we'll see how it plays out is I, I think it's tough. Like there's, there's parts in the trailer where he's um, like, he's in tears yeah. in the trailer and, and it's, um, I could, I could potentially see some like cynical views of it, you know, uh, because when someone is putting emotion out there like that, you know, it's um, a lot of people just don't like to see that. Yeah. And so, you know, there, there's like kind of like the, I was going to say tough guy, but that's not really quite it. Where it's just people don't like, oh, like, you know, he's crying. Okay, whatever. Like, get, you know, that sort of thing. Although there's, uh, there's some very real reasons for um, what he's going through there. And um, it's interesting that they just kind of like took, made, made a point to like, oh, we want to, we want to talk about this. We want to put it on film. Um, and so I think there's some people that are going to be very touched. Um, but I think it's going to be all in the execution as to whether or not they can, um, I guess, make, make people feel like the way that they're uh, intending to make them, or I guess, Joshua is intending to make them feel by, by watching it um, versus like people just feeling too uncomfortable and, and not feeling like, I guess, because um, uh, there's a way that I guess it can be like polarized too much. Yeah. And, and so then it wouldn't be genuine, but, but so far from the looks of it, like it's, um, I think it's, I think it's hitting the, the perfect note. Yeah. Great. Go check out the trailer for Unbroken. Uh, coming out sometime later this year. Yeah. And, um, and end of the, I'm expecting December. December? Gotcha. Yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, I think that's it for today. That is it for today, yeah. That was, that was a good one. Um, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, again, please share this with, uh, with your friends if, they, uh, if you found this interesting and they should get something out of it. Um, we're uh, we're on uh, Spotify. We're mm -hmm. also on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate the um, the ratings there. Uh, I don't know if you've looked at it, but no. we actually have a good amount of ratings on hey. on, Spot on oh. uh, Spotify now. So thanks, thanks to th thanks thanks to you listening. Uh, if you're listening to it on Spotify, if you're on YouTube, a like really helps. A comment for the algorithm also really helps. Um, but with that. This, will, this is it for today, and we'll uh, catch you in the next episode.